0: K A L W.
1: This is Uncuffed, recorded and produced by people in California state prisons. Here with a special episode on the coronavirus, I'm Ben Trefney, an outside producer from KALW. To keep out the contagion, California prisons suspended all rehabilitative programs on March 17th. That means that Uncuffed is on hold too. But before the shutdown, the uncuffed producers at Solano State Prison recorded one last conversation about the pandemic. This was on Friday, March 13th. At the time, visitations from loved ones had been canceled. Staff were getting verbal screenings before coming inside. Otherwise, the prison was operating as normal. But just like on the outside, there were a lot of questions about how the coronavirus would change daily life. Here are the men speaking at the roundtable.
0: We're at Solano State Prison, this is Uncuffed. And I am Brian Thames, BF Thames, along with my uncuffed buddies. Damon Cook. Spoon Jackson, the Knight of Realness. Steve Drown.
1: Brian Mazza. Maito Guzman.
0: We understand that people probably want to know our perspective as prisoners of this whole coronavirus thing. The thing is, uh, they're canceling visits, which is a lifeline for us in prison, where we go out there and be with our loved ones. Under the guise of talking about it, it's too crowded, when I, I understand that 250 is yeah, roughly. roughly 250 is why they can't let in 150 people, 180, or 249 people to come visit their loved ones instead of canceling the visits.
1: On that, so, I kind of feel like even if they have a concern about visiting, that's the visitor's choice. If they feel like oh, I don't want to be in that environment, they should have that choice as opposed to just. Across the board, up and down the state, everybody's out.
2: I think it's more dangerous in here simply because we're in a closed environment. This is fish in a bucket or fish in a barrel. This is what's going on. So in here, we can't move around. If I'm on the streets, I can go to my house and lock myself, self-quarantine myself. I don't have to move around. But in here, I'm forced to be in there with the men. So if one infestation comes in from one source, outside source, everyone is doomed to get it because I live in a communal environment. I live in a dorm. There's 250 men in the dorm. So if one guy gets it, everybody's going to get it because they're going to shut the door and now I'm forced to have to breathe all the air in there.
1: Clearly, it depends on your housing. I, I'm in a cell. I'm not in the dorm. So I have that luxury of I can stay in my room and I can't avoid touching people and I can't avoid a lot more things than somebody that's in a dorm. And the, the air, I could cover that vent if that thing's something that's on my mind. You know, I could even tape off the door if I'm really panicky, you know. So in that sense, I feel like on one hand, I feel safer uh, as long as I avoid contact with, you know, to the best of my ability. But once it's in to the prison, you know, that uh, what do they call it, that dormant stage, you know, I, um, that's, that's where it's scary because you don't know at what point it comes in. And at what point you touch what? It could be some of the smallest thing that you never thought nothing of. And boom, you, you find out a week later that you got that the cooties.
3: Last year, there was a, a mumps and uh, pneumonia that was rampant in this prison, rampant in all the buildings. And there's barely a, a ripple going on there. They put little signs up on the wall telling you, wash your hands more. But it, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, that's all we got. And uh, personally... You just you can't you can't touch surfaces. You got to be conscious of where you put your hands at all times because there's germs everywhere.
0: I give a prison some credit for having a building where they take people that are fueling with one of them uh, viruses, a quarantine and, building, a quarantine building, and put them over there. So you so they do have that in general. Does that fit into how the prison is preparing for the coronavirus? No, they're not preparing. They, just, they don't know what to prepare. Who know what? To, what can you prepare for this? other than washing nothing your
3: hands you can do. It's gonna be here, it's gonna come in here, people are gonna get sick, and it's, there's nothing that anybody can do anything about it. Wash their hands, if you're gonna get sick,
0: you're gonna get sick, period. Is anybody concerned about their health? I'll answer first, I am not concerned about my health. I'm 70, I am
3: concerned. When the norovirus hit here, all of a sudden one day it hit me just full on. How are we gonna be tested if they don't even have enough tests for the community outside of the institution?
1: Yeah, for me, I haven't been concerned about myself and most of the people that I've heard talking on this subject on the yard, they don't seem to be concerned about themselves. It's always about their mother, their father, my kids. So most seem to be concerned for people outside. And for the most part in here, we're kind of in a quarantine
0: already Okay, let me share some with you guys. I've never been in a situation like this coronavirus thing. I've never been in where it's a mass lockdown because something is going through, and you know having to be quarantined. But I know you level two guys. Do you have any experiences uh, that you want to share?
3: Last year they had a quarantine. Uh, they uh, they put a big sign on the outside of the building. This building is quarantined. Stay back. <laughs> so it's you know we were all locked in there together. That was for it. It was weeks. It took weeks. That was that. Uh,
2: that flu bug that came in here a year or so ago. Well, I got something, I was at San Quentin and uh, legionnaires kicked in. And when that happened, everything shut down. Entire, the entire prison shut down, including the meals. Hey Damon, We're, isn't that spread by water? Water inside the regurgitated vent of the fake, I wanna say the uh, <laughs> air-conditioned system that they say they have, but it's not really an air-conditioned system. It's a swamp cooler and it, so there's some type of fungus. That's, that's
0: scary. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that is scary. Exactly.
2: So if you want to know what fear is, is when they say there's no movement at all, and then no one comes in, including the officers, and you start saying, what is this? And then they come in with hazmat suits, and they come out, and they bring you out of your cell 10 at a time, and it takes all day just to shower you from trucks that they drove into the prison. That's happened before? Yeah. Absolutely. San
3: Quentin a couple years ago. It man, happened.
0: The feds came lived in with it. A water trucks. I wasn't aware <laughs> of that. I lived it. My major concern being in this type of environment, I would be really concerned about people who work within the prisons, whether it's free staff, correctional officers or otherwise, coming through and dehumanizing us and just seeing us as problems and seeing us as well. potentially this person could get me sick and therefore treating us as less than human you know, that happens sometimes anyway. But that would be my only concern. Like they just say, F it. Like, eh, no, one, I'm not going near him, not even to give him medicine. I'm not going near him to even give him clean water. You know, I'm not even going to ask him how he's doing when I see him sitting down holding his stomach with his head down. You know, that would be my concern that people would come in and no longer see us as human beings.
1: That's the whole th- uh, thought of being expendable. Like, we're, we're, we're easier to cut off and, and get rid of than, than the average citizen. And in that light, uh, what was it, a year ago, when the hill was on fire up here, when that fire came through, from where I'm at, outside my window, we, we could see that. And the first thing they went was staff. <laughs> they were suddenly gone. Wow. And you could hear people start to freak out about it. Like, then uh, uh, when the smoke started coming in, and and outside the window, you could see that thing coming down the hill. And then now you got some guy in the, in the door yelling, man, down for 20 minutes. And he's freaking out. And there's no one to be seen. You know, that's something that, at the end of the day, it's in the back of the mind.
3: That's a good point. Because I remember if the, the power went out
1: and all the air in
3: the building was gone, and then the building started to fill up with smoke, and they left us in there locked inside that. Locked inside that building like that.
2: So that's a different type of feeling than I can imagine if we were on the streets. Because if you know that somebody has the power to cut the power off, somebody has the power to walk out the door and lock the door behind them, that's a different feeling than you locking yourself in. And so just having that in your mind, you can't help but think, wow, we're expendable. Even though we didn't do anything to bring this virus into us. we're susceptible to a whole bunch of other things that people on the outside world aren't susceptible to.
0: We recorded this episode's conversation on Friday, March 13th. On their COVID-19 preparedness page, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation says, quote, CDCR recognizes the value of visitation in maintaining important connections with family. However, at this time, the department must do all it can to protect the health of those who live in, work in, and visit state institutions. You can find Uncuffed on the radio at KALW 91.7 FM at weareuncuffed.org or you can subscribe to Uncuffed in any podcast player. Join our community on social media by following We Are Uncuffed. The Uncuffed crew here at Solano
2: is... Spoon Jackson. Damon Cook. Steve Drown. Brian Mazza. And me, BF Timms. The San Quentin crew is Chantan Bunn. Greg Estridge, Nate McKinney, Edmund Richardson, Tommy Shakur Ross, and Ton Tran.
3: And thanks to the team at KLW Public Radio, Nina Gensler-Debs, Angela Johnston, Kristen McCandless, Marissa Ortega-Welch, Jessica Plachek, Andrew Stelzer, Ben Trefney, and Eli Wortshafter. And thanks to the staff at CDCR who make this possible, Mr. McCann, Dr. Williams, Mr. Unden, and Lieutenant Gomez. approve all content from Uncuffed.
0: We fact check everything to the best of our ability. Uncuffed gets support from the California Arts Council and the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. That's it for now. Thanks for listening.